Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O and get it done right. As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in. Yeah. Where the hell are you? Are you home or are you still out of town? I I'm on the moon. <laughs> uh. I see. You. <laughs> I think I see my house from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm home. So you're you're in and you're in Miami. Yeah, I'm in Miami, but I'm flying back to LA next week. Uh, I'll be in LA during the playoffs. Oh, okay. Uh, we want to shoot some video stuff, and and I got to do some stuff for a virtual camp. Well, good. Yeah, they're visiting family. Uh, yeah, I've been here with my. I was staying with my parents, and then I also stayed with my girlfriend for a couple. Uh, so I've been here for like almost five months. Oh, wow. That's a nice little little break out there. I'd love to be out in Miami for five months and <laughs> go yeah, man. through, through this time. Yeah, no, and it's been great being with the family. I've missed birthdays, so being here, I've been able to celebrate birthdays and be to you know family get together. So it's right, been great. dude, you look jacked. You've been working yeah, out. I've been working out since day one. I've been I've been nonstop eating and working out. <laughs> I always try. But that's usually what I do off season. Off season, I'll try to like gain as much weight possible because during the season, I, my eating, my eating is like off schedule, and I can hardly go to the gym. There's a lot of weight during the season. Man, I'm with you. I do the same thing. In fact, uh, people always ask me, you know, so what do you do to keep in shape and all that stuff? And and it, it's crazy because for a while there, I was doing, you know, as mascots, we don't really have a system in our lives much. Uh, at least most of us. Uh, but man, I, I, in the off season, I got to where I would, I'd lift one season, uh, one summer, and then the next summer I'd run a marathon. So just trying to keep it different. And so training for a marathon all summer was, uh, was great to get right back into the season have my cardio where it needed to be and everything. And then the next time I'd, I'd work on bulking back up and <laughs> cause you do, yeah, man, man, you shrink during the season. Yeah, I know. It, it, and, and it's hard, especially uh, off season. It's so important to work on our cardio because it sucks when you start off the season and you already feel tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It usually takes me about 10 games to get back in the 
the real groove, you know, I had about 10. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm myself again, you know, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me do a quick introduction here. So this is right. Gus, Gus, say your last name, Guerrera. Guerra. Okay. Yeah. I murdered it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Gus here, welcome to between the fur. It's great to have you on here, man. I've been, we've been working on having you on here for a while. And uh, so it's, it's good that it's working out today. So uh, Gus was the mascot for the Miami Heat for a few years, for many years, actually. And uh, that's how I got to know you in the first place. And, uh, and then you uh, left them. And I won't say where you went to, but you, uh, you ended up back in, in the league. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that, man. It was, uh, uh, it was a sad day when you left the, the heat and I was hoping you'd be back in soon. And sure enough, there you are. And you're crushing it, man. So, yeah. Man, thank you so much. Hey, by the way, I have a little, uh, I didn't know, I don't know if you knew this, but you read, you, you did an email when you were saying goodbye, when you left the heat. And uh, there was, uh, there was something that you said in there. I ended up printing out and uh, putting it up on my desk. Hey, I want to pause here and tell you a bit more about our sponsor, Alinko Costumes. Alinko is family owned and operated. Their first pro costume was the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> and their first NBA costume was the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Alinko's history dates back 100 years, and now they make over a thousand mascots a year, including high school, college, corporate, and pro teams. Needless to say, they know their stuff. They also stand by their work with the best warranty in the business. I swear I've called Jill at all times of the day, and she always answers. Alinko has earned my business, so I recommend you go where the pros go, alinkocostumes.com. Now, back to this episode. I was like, you know, that, that really kind of sums up what we do. And, and uh, I thought it was, a, it, was a, it was something for us to really remember. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I don't remember exactly what I said, but that was a, a long email. Uh, I, I, I didn't know what the future become. You know, one, one of the things about being in the league is that you never know when your day is over, you know? Oh. Yep. Every day feels like it's 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 a new day. Every day is a new experience. Uh, new people you meet, new things that you and conquer, new growth, and and when all of a sudden it's all over, you just you just don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah, well, man, the, the he was great. The he was great, and and I'll tell you, I was there for 16 seasons. I started there when I was 17 years old, and I was there till about 30. Wow! So, I didn't know I you were that young. Yeah, I, I started off doing the trampoline dunking. Um, well, actually, no, I actually started in the WNBA doing a uh, co-ed choreography team. Uh, it was called the Miami Soul Patrol, and it was for the WNBA Soul Team that the he, the he used to own. Um, I did a season there, and then um, I saw the trampoline dunk team, and I just thought something I could do. And um, I tried out the team, and I did that for about six years. And I was also the backup as Bernie. Um, and then from one day to another, the job was offered to me. And, and it was something that uh, that uh, changed my life completely. Now I'm in a place where I'm able to dunk. I'm able to do uh, skits. I'm able to do a lot of stuff that um, I wasn't able to do with the heat. Um, nice. So, All kind of fell into place. 
it all fell into place with because with the heat one thing with the heat did is that they don't really put their mascot as kind of like the front or like the main attraction it's kind of like everything else and then the mascot is casting and they having a timeout during a game it's just too hard because they have so many things going on um and it was always a battle for me to try to get some timeout time but now where i am now it's it's like they want me to shine they want me to be the best mascot um, it's a night and day so, difference isn't it i mean you you get a whole different feeling you get a whole different feeling going out and performing and things like that you're you you feel like you have somebody in your corner and it's yeah man you know, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah yeah and and it, it's crazy because i've always used you as a motivation to what i've always wanted to become kind of like i'm like like that's that's the perfect picture that i've always painted is kind of be kind of like like what you do an all-around mascot and um i felt like where where i was it was kind of holding me back i appreciate you saying that i i, I always tell people i'm a jack of all trades master of none <laughs> I, can, yeah. I just try everything and I, sometimes stuff sticks but you know, uh, I, I can also relate with what you said about uh, going into, you know, being from Miami, you, you could walk right in there and relate with them and things like that. Man, you, you have such a great dancing background that, uh, you know, I was always amazed at that, at how you could take that big character and <laughs> spin and dance and make it move, make it come to life in the way that you did. It was, it was pretty mesmerizing, actually. So, um you know, in fact, you know, when my, when my son, uh, went to, uh, Detroit, he, uh, you know, obviously he's not from Detroit, doesn't know anything about Detroit. And, uh, you know, for the working with the Pistons and stuff, he doesn't have, or he at first didn't have any kind of connection there, but, um, you know, he's, he's, he's starting to fit in there, starting to, you know, grab the culture and grab the, uh, the atmosphere a little bit better and, and, and getting into his groove now, but man, you, you didn't have to take the time to do that. So. No. Yeah. And, and just being raised in Miami since I was like nine years old, it, it was just such an easy fit. And I'm telling you that because I've never experienced leaving Miami. It was actually, this is where, where I am now. I mean, where, I, where I'm working now, it was a, a new transformation. And I've noticed that with the character that I'm doing now, I need to be more from the city. It's such an important role. Like when your own fans could connect to or say, damn, that guy is from here. You know, that guy, the way that he dances, the things that he eats, the way that he dresses, like he's so he like he's from the city. I think that is such an important uh role that you need to take on when when you're not from that place. Um, yeah. you, you, you have to, to really, that. yeah, no, go ahead. No, yeah, like, you need to do your research, you need to ask exactly. questions, you need to watch movies from there, you need to become that person from that city so then people could really relate to you. you know? Yeah. I think that's very important. I gotta tell you something funny, I was telling somebody this the other day. So I've been doing this so long that uh, when I first moved here, <laughs> I actually moved here in the summer uh, before I got this job in December. So I was here uh, most of the summer on an internship. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a, 
I had a job where I had to, you know, run around and, and, and in the different parts of the city and everything, but I really didn't get a feel of where everything was. And so literally getting this job, moving here and, and all, <laughs> I remember I had, I had bought a book. It was the Atlas map road, whatever it was book. It wasn't just a map. It was of the city. It was a book. So I'd open it up while I'm driving. You talk about unsafe, you know, people texting or whatever. Here I was with a book driving, trying to find where I was supposed to go for this appearance. <laughs> Looking at a book, turning the page, oh, following a map. I didn't have any GPS. I didn't, have, I didn't have anything like that. So, uh, man, there was a lot of times I was on the wrong side of town because I got the book upside down and backwards and everything for these appearances. But man, that's uh, that's old school, huh? Yeah. As long as, as long as I've been a mascot, there's always been uh, GPS. I, I can't imagine going to do appearances with a map. I had to, I actually had to go and get approval for one of those GPSs that stick on your dash there. You know, <laughs> I remember those. I remember those. I yep. Those little, yep. 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 Oh. Those things. Those things were handy, but now nah, I remember, I, uh, I can't imagine going to do appearances, trying to figure it out on a map. That has to be insane. Yeah. And that was back, you know, driving my own car. And that was back in the day when yeah. I was hauling my costume into the building, into an appearance in a hockey bag and, you know, trying to duck everybody that, shouldn't know who I am and uh, finding the one person and then telling me, yeah, yeah, you can go down and dress down there, down the hallway in the bathroom. And I remember being going, I, I, I always, I'd look at them and go, um, okay. So, uh, do you have any other place than a bathroom? I just don't dress in bathrooms. And <laughs> I didn't want to, I tried so hard not to sound like this prima donna, but there was no way I was dressing in bathroom. I had a standard. Fine. And the worst, and I've done that too, and I did that for most of my career. But the worst thing about that, it's when you're done messing with everybody and making fun of everything, then walking right out. It's like a walk of shame. You just like, look, you don't want nobody. You know what I mean? Like the person that you were screwing with the most, you don't want to make eye contact with that person. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it's, like, it's so funny. I remember that kind of holding my bag up like this, you know, just kind of up against my face there, so I could just walk on out. And then you hear the whispers. I think that's him. That's him. That's that's, that's yeah, the guy man. right there. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, man. I, oh, and I hated it's that. The worst is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, now, luckily, think, we have vans and trucks. And yeah, and our and some of us have RVs, but. We won't get into that, but um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's such a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me in, in all your time, um, tell me some, gosh, tell me some crazy stories. One I want to go back to is, and I don't know if you want to talk about this. I don't know if it's sensitive because I think it's hilarious, but you did a flip where you landed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I do this deal where I flip. I put everybody out yep. there, but I put them on their hands and knees. It's mm -hmm. usually dancers and everything, mm -hmm. and I'll run and do a front flip over them. Okay, yep. you took it to the next level, and you're like, okay, I'm lining up everybody that I can get on the floor. 
<laughs> no, it was what? How many mascots was it? You, it was all. No, it was fourteen. Mascots. So fourteen. Okay, so, yeah. So mascots. it all started. It all started by watching you flip over the dancers, and um, at first, you know, I started off with four, and then I when I started doing schools. I'll start off with four and then I'll land two more and then I'll flip over six and then I'll land two more and then do eight and then I'll land two more and then I do 10 and then I'll land two more and then I'll do 12. You know, I got to the point that I could do like 14 people, like human beings. <laughs> and, and by 14, I meant like seven on one side, seven on the other, laying down, feet touching each other. And I could actually get up to like, 20 so 10 on one side 10 on the other it, it got to the point that i could get to that 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 much wow and um it came to the idea of trying to flip over all the mascots and it was 14 mascots and when we rehearsed this they were lined up the first mascot was lined up at the half court line so i had way more running space right to uh, to run and catch speed you know however when we did uh, when we went on the court and we did it the first mascot lined up kind of by the three-point line all the way on the other side of the half court line so ah. i had less i had way less running room what? so i was i was not supposed to land on a mascot when we rehearsed it i flipped over everybody and it was perfect you know what i mean right right Right, of course. And, well, um, okay, so and everybody's thinner because they don't have a costume on. That's another thing too. We rehearsed it without them in costume. <laughs> so the funny story though. Funny story. You know I cannot do a flip over people without a costume on. Really? If ask, yeah, if you ask me, I've never done gymnastics. I'm not I can't even do a back tuck. Like I I mean I could probably do it, but it's not something that I'm used to doing it, like, you know. I can't right. just do it all of a, all of a sudden. And um, I got that trick in, in, in Bernie, and I have not been able to do that out of costume. I have to, I feel like when I'm in costume, I feel like I have like the right uh, uh, padding and all of that. Isn't that funny? Now I'm telling you, that is a mental game. And I, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to not be able to uh, flip over nothing. I had to have something there. So, um, and that's, it, it, that's kind of how all this started. Like really, I, um, that flipping over people started for me in third grade, showing off of my girlfriend, Jennifer. Now, just a little side note, I ended up, my wife's name is Jennifer, di different people. But anyways, I would show off for Jennifer in third grade. Um, but I learned that I could, if, if I uh, just put people out there, I could flip higher and further. I had to actually, but I didn't, I didn't really put the two together. So um, I got to wear out of costume years and years and years ago, as I was getting older and getting in, you know, into high school and things like that, man, I'd line up a ton of friends and we'd just keep adding and I'd have contests with my friends and things like that. And sometimes we'd do a hill, like we'd, we'd get a slant at a park or whatever. <laughs> And we'd line up like 15, 18 people on a slant so you could run, jump way out, and just flip. And the, uh, you know, 
the uh, the trick was really to land that one after, you know, flying Yeah, and so it's kind of like, and it, it's funny because it's kind of you, it's, it's kind of like a dunk. It, it's the same, like when you're getting ready to do a big dunk, it's kind of the same mentality. Like you have an obstacle ahead of you and you're ready to do it. But you, you want to hear something funny, going to the new costume that I, I'm at right now, it's very important that you, uh, you, you make sure you know what you're doing. Like uh, I've tried my first season, I tried doing a front flip at the game. My head came off for the first time ever. <laughs> no, no way. So do you not have a costume, chin strap or do you? No. So my new costume, it, that the, the helmet is actually Velcro to the head, the inside of the head. Okay. Yep. And the guy, the performer before me used to always flip in it and nothing happened. But he didn't really do a front tuck. Uh, it's different. So, it's a different force on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different force. And my first season, like, you know, first season ever and, you know, and my, my head preseason, actually. This happened preseason. Oh. There was a lot less people in the crowd. But, uh, yeah, experience that. Have, have you ever you, – your head has never come off, right? Not totally. Um, in college, it did somewhat uh, – but I caught it just in time, mm. threw it back on. Worst experience of my life. Isn't I remember it? that night. I couldn't sleep. I was Google, Googling everything, watching Instagram, make sure nobody got any pictures or videos. I, I, it, I lost sleep. It was the worst night. It's awful. It's an awful feeling. And When mine mm. happened, come on, it's in college in front of you know, 2,000 people at this game in a, in a, at a junior college even. And I was up all night the same way, just sick about it, you know, looking for pictures. And, you know, it, 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 I knew it was going to be in the paper. Back then, there was no social media. So I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at the paper the next day. But I yeah, was all right. I know it happened to a few of us, but I, I, I never imagined it would happen to me. So I did. But I got it fixed, and I'm able to flip again. So nice. Great. Nice. Okay, so – uh, anything with players? I have, I have a bunch of things with players. So especially when we had Shaq. Shaq used to be there's something else. But, you know, there was one time, this was when, I don't know if you remember a few years back, the idea came up about doing billboards or sitting on a billboard or, or yeah. promoting, like, I'm not coming down till we sell out the arena or I'm not coming down to opening night these ideas about having your own billboard or being on the billboard was kind of like throwing out there. So I remember I proposed that idea to my boss at the heat and uh, they were like, all right, we'll see. We'll see if we could come up with something. And when we were going to sign the big three, LeBron, Bosch and Wade, they were like, you know what? We want you to camp out in front of the arena on top of the entrance and we don't want you to come down till we sign Dwayne Wade. So I started off with first Dwayne Wade. So I'll, the deal was I'll be in costume from nine in the morning to five o'clock at night. Jeez. 40 minutes. Yeah, 40, min, 40 minutes in costume every hour. And then I'll have a tent where I could go in and take a 20 minute break. Oh, that's a long day. I know. So <laughs> at first, at first, 
I was like, this is great. You know, this is great. I, I'm going to be in costume. I'm going to get my, uh, my, I'm just, oh, and we we're going to do a live streaming and it was going to be broadcasted and it was going to be, as the players came in every day, they will see me and it was going to be a big thing. And then at night we were going to turn the lamp on inside the tent so it could seem like I was sleeping in there. Right. All of a sudden, we signed Dwayne Wade, and then the news. We signed Dwayne Wade and Bosch, and then the, the the news started suffering. Started people started talking about maybe we were gonna sign LeBron. So after we signed Dwayne Wade, I was like, okay, can can I come down? They're like, no, you know what? Stay up. <laughs> Stay up. Let's keep let's keep this rolling. Yeah, let's keep this rolling. Let's get, we were getting a lot of news broadcasted and all that stuff. Once the LeBron thing came on, it was maybe like another week. And then now we had all the TV cameras set up in front of the arena, kind of broadcasting from there about all the top news about LeBron James, if it was coming or not. Um, and I remember now that I was there from nine in the morning to like seven o'clock at night. Jeez. But I was, I was having fun with it. Um, I hired a couple of masseuse to come and give me a massage and costume. Um, I hired a chef to come and cook kind of like Dwayne Wade's favorite dishes. Um, I remember having a, a drum set up there. Um, and people will come, people will get off their cars and come see me. And I'll, I'll be throwing them, I'll be throwing down t-shirts. Dang. Um, that's a that's a that's actually a lot of good stuff, a lot of good content. Yeah, so I was I was keeping myself entertained and and all of a sudden every you know the buzz kept growing and growing and growing. Then we had the big party inside the arena introducing the big three. Uh, I don't remember if you you've seen that when they're all wearing the heat uniforms in the white and they're yeah. coming out for the first time. Yeah. I was still outside. I was still outside in the entrance when that happened. <laughs> so, uh, no way. As, as, after that event, I, I remember texting my boss and saying, uh, you know, can I, are we done? And he's like, no, we need you up there tomorrow morning. And I was like, but we, the big three already signed everybody. They're like, no, just stay up there tomorrow morning. I, and, um, and then the next morning, we kind of had a, all the news there and me coming down. Uh, it was actually, I remember crying in costume. <laughs> oh. I remember crying in costume. Inside the costume, I was crying because I was happy about the big three and I was just happy to come the freaking down from that. I spent <laughs> two weeks. I lived two weeks in front of the arena. You know, practically. Two weeks? Two, two weeks. Week. It was supposed to be one week. It became two weeks. And I'm talking about including weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, my gosh. That's, yep. that's brutal. I've tried yeah. that. I actually did that, but only for a few days. And, man, those few days just got old so mm -hmm. fast oh i remember man. going home getting some sleep and just saying i have to do this again tomorrow but 
Hey, man, when, when it's your young days in costume, I feel like you try to gain as much experience as possible. So, like, your first, I always tell people, like, your first three years, you need to do everything in costume. Exactly. And that is, that is so true. Man, when I started, it was so many free appearances, so many. Just trying to get my feet wet and get experience and get, you know, out in the community and get known and get, you know, just, it was just hustle, 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 hustle. And, uh, you know, it, it, if you're going to make a name for yourself, if you're going to do it right, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to earn your money, I think that's what you got to do. You just have to just suck it up and do everything. You do everything. You have so. to, you have to. And that's, that's, uh, and, and it's the name of the it. game with anything really yeah. i mean if you want to be the master of something if you want to command your space man do you got to do you just have mm -hmm. to do so you know get 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 out of that hey i'm gonna you know i'm gonna take evenings off or i'm gonna take weekends off or whatever and there was a long time no, and not only that but you know the more that you do the the better things you pick out of what you're best at you know right um as right. long as you try, every, I mean, you, everything might not be the best where you're at, but by you trying it, you might just find something new. Like I, now that I've, this is actually my 13th season as a mascot, I'm able to go back to my, you know, the beginning of my career and and figure out things that I did back then that, that work now, you know? Yep. There's a lot of this stuff that I recycle that I'll, I'll bring out from way back but <laughs> you know like crotch drops man that get that never ever gets old never gets old speaking of crotch drop um i don't know if i've mentioned this before but man i i used to do crotch drops on uh or and i still do but on thin rails and one time i was over in france i think at this uh new arena it was either france or in australia but so I get up on this rail. I'm like, oh my gosh, this rail is like, you know, five inches, you know, in diameter there. And uh, so I'm like, this is a big, thick rail. This would be great. And uh, I can do a great crotch drop on this. But with a crotch drop, you know, when I do them, I'll sit back just a little bit and twist just a little bit. So I catch, you know, I catch the railing on like more of a cheek than anything you know yeah not this time man it was a big wide rail i drop down i go to spin <laughs> there's no turning i literally it just like spread my legs basically because it was so wide and i just dropped down bam racked myself so hard i was really not acting stumbling out of there i was like seriously i was about to throw up in costume it was so mm -hmm. bad but uh yeah, those are the kind of things that never get old. You go back and, and, and you're like, oh, man, you know what? I used to do that. I'm bringing that back out. Nah, yeah, it, it's, it's the best. Uh, What's the scariest I, I, stunt you've ever done? You know what? The scariest stunt I've ever done, it's actually right now with, you know, that giant ladder. That oh, thing yeah. is scary. Just I love that thing, man. Bruh, hey, that thing is so high up. Like, <laughs> it's so it took me, bro. Listen to me. I I'm like I'm a I've gone skydiving. I've gone bungee jumping. I've gone hang gliding. Like, I'm not scared of heights, but just getting up there and just being so high up, 
it like I have to breathe like like I'm so happy that I have to wear the costume because my face is like I'm so paranoid bruh <laughs> it's, it's so paranoid like getting that ladder and then cranking it and getting it way higher up and then climbing up and then it shakes too oh yeah it it it, it sways it sways when you that's how high you get up that's how high you get up that it sways mine doesn't sway yeah i'm not even that high yet as i throw mm -hmm. that thing will just woof. yeah Damn, <laughs> man. that's crazy man um <laughs> I, I was able to, I'm trying to do the, the backflip dunk and I'm able to flip out of it. So I think I'll have that hopefully by next season, but, but the, just getting all the way to the top and, and shooting a basket, is just, that thing is scary, man. Scary. So, you know, I had, um, I, I'm just going to say his name. I won't mention what mascot he is. Uh, but I had Spencer call me, uh, like last year, whenever he was looking to get a ladder and he asked me about, you know, where do I get it and all that stuff. And, uh, so I told him and, and, and I guess apparently he, he, yeah, no, he called me. He's like, I got it. I'm so excited or whatever. And he's like, okay, so now how high do you raise it up? I'm like, all the way. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? He's like, seriously, you put it all the way up. And I'm like, well, yeah, man. I mean, Put it up there, you know? So he's, he, he calls me afterwards or like the next day uh, after he tried getting up there and stuff. He goes, literally, he says, I tried, I put it all the way up. I climbed all the way to the top. He goes, but he goes, I, I, I how do you like stay up there? I'm like, you throw your leg or you throw your leg over it. And he goes, Seriously, that's how, that's how you, oh, okay. He goes, um, so, dude, I literally had to get down. I went home for the day. He says, I was feeling nauseous. I had to go home for the day. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. So, anyways. Dude, he, you don't understand. Like, it took me a few days. Like, I went <laughs> up, got, and I went home, came back. Got up a little bit higher, came back down, went home. <laughs> you know, it took like days for me to get all the way to the top. Now I'm getting to the top and I'm getting come, but I don't, I'm not, I have to take it step by step. Like my thing is maybe 60% up high rather than a hundred where you're at. Like I still have a lot of things hanging down. Uh, oh. And um, it's, yeah, it, is man, that, it is scary. It so is scary. Do you, do you remember when John did the handstand? Yep. From one ladder to the other ladder? Like, yeah. How, like, how the hell? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. In uh, fact, yeah. I've tried his handstand on top of the ladder thing. Mm -hmm. That is tough. That is tough, and it is scary, too. Yeah, because you're so high up. Now, let me ask you a question. Did it ever be at first when you started doing it? Was it scary for you because nobody else did it? And like, or was it like nothing for you from day one? Okay, so when I first raised it all the way up, um, because that's what I did, I just got it, I raised it all the way up. Um, I gotta tell you, going from the angle to straight up, 
I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. And I, I really kind of hugged it. Like, you know, I, it just felt weird all of a sudden to be climbing a ladder straight because I've never done that, you know? So to be climbing a ladder straight up, um, I did get up to the top and threw my leg over and I was like, this is freaking high. This is high. Yeah. I, you know, I, it did tickle my tummy a little bit. Um, especially when, you know, they were trying to throw me a basketball up that high mm -hmm. and I was mm -hmm. reaching over and stuff. I did get the willies, man. I was, it, 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 they started throwing me this ball and I'm like, crap, like this, I, this thing moves. And then when I got the ball and I, I tried throwing it, I was just like, <laughs> I was doing one of these just, ah, uh, because uh, there was so much movement. Uh, so yeah, I was a little, I was a little weirded out, a little freaked out. And, but then, you know, I don't know. It, I got, I got used to it pretty quick, but it was so much easier and so much better in costume though. I'm, I'm always less afraid getting in costume and doing it. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's crazy. Like when, once you've been doing this long enough, it's kind of, you tell your body to just be fearless once you put that costume on. Like it doesn't matter what's in front of you. You have to conquer it. And, and I always tell people like before you, what do you do? Like, you know, what, what, before you go out in the timeout and do a stunt, what, what do you do? And what I always do is I try to just relax and just vision me doing this, the, the stunt or the skit as perfect possible. Uh, I, a lot of mascots, uh, they have a tendency to like use the time before to like remind people what to do, especially their assistants, like, Hey, do this, grab that, or get this, get this prop or make sure that this is going on. I try to just block all that off and just like concentrate on, on the task in hand. Um, I'll tell you one of the scariest things for me. Yeah. And uh, uh, this one was hard for me to wrap my head around at first. And, uh, and then even in costume scared the crap out of me. And that is uh, <laughs> snowboarding down the steps. Like I've sledded down the steps, that whole thing. But man, when I, what, when I was thinking, hey, you know what? Let's snowboard down the steps. That was scary. That was really scary. That did not end well for me uh, or one of the fans in the crowd. So, yeah, but that is scary. Getting all padded up and everything. Woo! That's just that, that's just I going. I could. Yeah, this is one of those. Some you know this could really go wrong. Fast. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and, and but. You know, sometimes, you know, you want things to go wrong too. Like, uh, for instance, like going back to that front flip, like I'm glad I didn't land that front flip because landing on the other mascot's crotch made it like so much better. <laughs> and I remember, you know, that, that whole thing going viral. And, uh, and there's been a, a lot of times in, in my career, you know, that – Things luck, luckily go wrong, but the way that you react after it happens just makes the whole skit like just so much better. Um, I totally agree. I totally agree. There's so many times when something has gone really, really south, really south, and there's a couple times when it's been, you know, somewhat bad press or whatever. But man, I'll tell you what, 
the notoriety that comes out of it, the, uh, for the most part has worked out for me and, you know, heck I've broken my back in front of a crowd and that's, you know, gosh, all the pub about that. I still have people to this day. Hey man, how's your back? Didn't you break your back? Hey, yeah. You know, like, yeah, well, can't believe you remember that, but I mean, that was like 95. So, but yeah, some of that stuff just lives on and on. <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you that from when I started doing this, I've always looked up to you because your energy level has never faded away. And it's so hard getting older and keeping your energy high. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, oh yeah. Once you, once you pass your thirties or your 35s, <laughs> oh, your or your 40s. In my case. Or maybe even in my your 50s. case. I'm getting to my 40s now, but I, I know, you know, I know how old you are. It's so hard. Like, once you get injured or like your recuperation time is so much longer. Like, after the games, I remember when I was younger, I could do a game, wake up the next morning and do a show without a problem. Yeah. But now it's like waking up after a game is like so much harder. Like getting out of bed, like every so many other things hurt. You know what though? Um, it, it's crazy at this time. I'm telling you, um, I miss, I miss the crowds, and I miss. Um, you know, Robert called me the other day, and he's like, "You're gonna miss it, man. When you're done, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it." And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I know I will, and everything. And uh, I, I just can't, I can't, can't wrap my head around not doing games, um, you know, in the future at some point. And it's just like now, I don't even know when or if or what games will be like if we get back to it. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of sobering. I, I, I think it's uh, sad and it's a little depressing for me, even at this point, even though, you know, I, I, I'm still working and still, doing stuff yeah no i I, I agree with you i I think one of the hardest things right now it's just finding that motivation that you got from fans like you know i miss games like being in a playoff and not being at a game it's 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 i can't believe it you know that ride you know yeah you're not going to be able to have it but if if you do those virtual fans those virtual games i've learned to entertain the the room that i'm in uh and that's kind of made me feel like I'm working again. Well, it's 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 at least something. I uh, I remember I sent out my costume. I needed to a couple of things to do, and I didn't have it for about two to three weeks, and um, I missed it. You know, the thing is that we're triggered after after doing this for so long. You're triggered to think, kind of like wake up in the morning, and you kind of have like your rituals and things how you get your your work done. And when you're missing a tool or you're missing something, you know affects you I, so, i've never had to film so many videos man I, so <laughs> I, I i think i film about like two to three videos per week and that's been crazy but, you know i i actually got to do i don't know if you did but uh i actually got to do a workout with uh planet fitness no so, i didn't do one uh they were asking some guys and and uh so they asked me and and so speaking of all the other videos that we've done, they've asked, they've asked uh, twice actually um, 
for me to do a home workout where, gosh, they send me a bunch of equipment and I do this workout with my assistant and, you know, in my basement. And <laughs> so people are on there. I mean, all the comments coming in, flying in and everything. It's funny because they, they even put my, uh, my assistant with an earpiece. And, uh, so they're talking to him. Planet Fitness is talking to him. While I'm doing the workout and just sweating my guts out in there. And, uh, He's like, he's giving shout outs to, hey, Mary in Atlanta. What's up? Thanks for watching. Okay, well, I'll do this next thing. Come on. Go, go, go. You know, so he's talking the whole time. I'm working out. And, you know, he's giving shout outs. And, oh, man. So that was kind of fun, actually. So. No, I haven't I done know. one of those. I heard, no. I heard your son is pretty good on video editing as well, right? Man, he, he, does, he does most of my stuff now. Man, I'll tell you, he does he does an awesome job. He's the one that uh, puts all this podcast together. He does a lot of my video shoots and does a lot of my editing and um, everything. So, awesome, yeah, man. yeah, it's a great experience that's for awesome. him. And man, it's it's been great for me. So and the character. So yeah, man. Shout out to them too. I know your kids for a long time, and they've been in the scene now for a while. They've become experts now. Yeah. Man, they love it. They love it. And I'm glad they love it. And, you know, and in different ways too. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, my, my, uh, my youngest man, he's the one that does all this. Yeah. His name's Cade and, uh, Cade Solomon. And, uh, he is, uh, he's a master at this stuff, but he's the greatest support. You know, he's the guy that likes to be behind the scenes. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on here. This has been great to talk with you and uh, love. Yeah, the fact man, I actually that, listen to I listen to your podcast uh, religiously. Anybody listening to this, man, you gotta you gotta keep learning and you gotta inform yourself. It just makes you such of a, a smarter person in your meetings. Like I, I don't know how to say this, but there's so many things I've I've heard in your podcast where I put posted in our brainstorm meetings. Or things that I've, or things that I've applied to my job now, who's that's made me such a better professional. You need to find inspiration, and I, I feel like your podcast does that. Uh, there's so many legendary people, and there's so much history. And I thank you so much for doing this. So thank you, Ken. Ah, I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah, you're welcome. This has uh, been a uh, it's benefited me most uh, out of everybody, I think. So I, I really enjoy doing this stuff. All right, man. Have a great day. Right, Thanks man. for being on my podcast, Between the Fur. You can't ignore it. I'm transforming now. These cars and planes, I'm always born. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. So if you like this, go ahead and subscribe. A lot of people listen and they don't subscribe. So go ahead, subscribe. Share this as well because it's the best podcast in the world, right? Also, join us on Facebook because we're putting out a lot of mascot stuff all the time on there. So Between the Fur on Facebook. Thanks. Peace.